Hi, Rob McConkie here. Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Bush. I'm calling Season 2, The Happy Hacker Goes West. Yes, this golfing tragic is playing in the Outback Masters. Between games in Charleville, Quilpie, Blackhall, Hewenden and Longreach, I'm meeting up with some of the folks, the artists, the farmers and the townspeople and so many more. Hope you'll join me. Beautiful sunny morning. I'm in Monto, little dog outside, Georgie's outside. And I woke up this morning looking out at the sunrise out the back of Monto. It was absolutely beautiful. There was amazing mist. I was staying in a cabin, and the cabin was built by Carly Baker Burnham. Tell me about the cabin, uh, Carly. Why did you build the cabin? Initially, I built the cabin. Well, I didn't build it, but. Um a team of us put it together to for rest and restoration to go do a bit of yoga just have a little timber hut in the bush to escape to and entertain family and friends the design's absolutely fantastic tell me about the timber because that really represents the local timbers in the monto area the timber is harvest sustainably harvested from our property and milled here my husband has a sawmill and it's um, made of blue gum iron bark and spotted gum and it's solar powered and it's as sustainable as we possibly could make it and it's just it's beautiful it's so natural and it's just sitting on top of the granite ridge in the most natural landscape and I was able to watch the sunset last night and we had a fantastic barbecue outside outside the little cabin. Do you go there for rest and recreation? We do. We pop up there for Friday afternoon drinks and a shower and a bath in the sunken bathtub. And we have had some sleepovers, um, but we've listed it on Airbnb and it's extremely popular so we'll have to book ourselves a weekend soon now the sunken bath is just amazing i opened up the windows you just pull back this the windows and you're sitting there and you're looking out over the valley in the sunken bath that was a brilliant idea Mm, it's like an infinity bathtub you feel like you're just floating on the landscape yeah it's beautiful did you see some stars through the Last night I lay in bed and I watched the stars and I could barely sleep. The moon was really, really bright last night. It wasn't a full moon, but it was the stars out here on a clear night are just spectacular. Mm, They are. They're beautiful, special. Did you grow up? I know Grant grew up in the Monto area. Did you grow up in the Monto area? Yeah, I did. I'm a fourth generation Monto born and bred. My great-grandparents... Um, came to Monto from Zilmere. They were the Zilmans from Zilmere in 1926 and they selected a small dairy farm. Yeah. And dairying was really big in the Monto area. It was. It was huge. They sold cream initially. Um, and then my grandparents had a dairy farm as well. And yeah, big part of Monto's narrative. You mentioned the timber and forestry was big here. Yeah, really. It was quite quite uh, yeah one of the main industries not anymore we don't have the sawmill a lot of industries um kind of closed but 
there's a lot of small sawmills around um, that is still harvesting timber and yeah. You're really keen to get more tourists here. You mentioned that the cabin is on Airbnb and you're going gangbusters there. But you have just written your first story for the Galar magazine and it's about restoring the old Rex Theatre. What was the history of the Rex Theatre? Well, in 1932, the Rex Theatre was built and it by a man called Eric Appel, who was a German man that um, lived just next door on a property here on Old Rawbell, the station. And he was quite an entrepreneur, so he had cattle properties, but he also thought this he had butcher shop as well and he thought it, this would be something useful and so he built the theater and was it for movies or was it for plays what was it for well to begin with it was live performance so in the 30s there was no film um so it was live performance and um gathering community gatherings and and events because that would have been in the depression it would have been yes that's right and then um then it became po- yeah post war i think it was about the 50s film came in so it became a cinema and it it was functioning and really popular you know people back in the they talk about in the four, in the 50s and 60s had to book your book your seat families had a particular seat that they had and it, there'd be 400 people there every Saturday night and they also had midweek shows. I, I just can't believe it. Monto must have been such a bustling place. Um, and then, like, as a teenager, I'm a teenager of the 90s, so there was <clears throat> 80s and 90s, so roller skating Friday night, movies, two two films every Saturday night, indoor cricket Tuesday night. It was it it was the heart of the town like it was where the fun happened and the mischief happened and it's a beautiful grand building um but unfortunately um developers purchased it when it looked like there was coal mining um starting at Mogildi which didn't eventuate um but yeah the building was just sort of left in a state of disrepair and so what are you trying to do with it yeah well, we're trying to restore it fix it up and reinstate it it's such a important part of our cultural narrative and so in 2016 um, a small group created a um, charity not-for-profit company and we purchased the theater so in since then we've been creating the structures and planning and we had a very successful art exhibition of Gil Jamison in there and he's a very famous artist. Yeah, he is. Incredible collection. Um, we've been really lucky to work with the Jemison family, sharing that artwork. Um, and then we have also established like a collective of about 40 um, creators and veggie growers. And um, we have a little store called Harvest & Co. And so all of the profits generated are contributing to the Rex Theatre restoration. This is Postcards from the Bush and I'm calling this season The Happy Hacker Goes West. I'm Robin McConkie. Stay with me and enjoy. (music) 
And the 40 creators, what sort of range of things? Mm. You mentioned veggies, but what sort of things are you... It, it, it's a place to go in Monto. It is. It's, it has activated an empty shop in Monto in the main street, um, which is really rewarding. And it's given those 40 creators an outlet for their artwork so or their products. So we have artists, painters, we have um, textile artists, potters, ceramics, um, weaving, knitting, um, vegetables, locally grown veggies, timber work, um, furniture restoration. We do, we've got a little antique section, a local lady that has a lot of antiques that she's putting through. So it's the, the purpose and the essence of Harvest and Co is local, Australian, handmade, um, you know, natural and beautiful sort of product. It has some retail lines that are Australian made. And What's it meant for the people who are contributing <clears throat> and for the town to have this focus? It's meant a lot. It's given um, people an outlet to sell their products, but also like we have one um, man, Bob, in his mid-80s that makes marmalade, Bob's marmalade. I had some last night. The grapefruit marmalade is absolutely delicious. It's the best. And so Bob says, I I don't do it for money. I do it. It's my therapy, really. And he absolutely loves contributing to a community you know collective and um we've we're also we're fostering artists to help them transition from hobby into their full-time making that their full-time um living and it's a transition from you because you're a photographer yourself um and you really want to expose these people give them the opportunity to share their skills and make you know a few bucks out of it yeah I'm I love art I'm a bit of art collector and I am creative and I think in it's for me it's been a shift from less about my own and more about bringing the art um the art world together locally and really celebrating it and exposing and then the big picture for the Rex Theatre is it'll, it will become a performing arts space and a gallery and shops as well because it's quite a huge building with lots of different purposes and lots of um, spaces within spaces. And in the meantime around Monto, um, you've got your own version of silo art. You've got your own murals around the town. Yeah, we do. That's been um, the tourism group Monto Magic um, really drove that and it's complemented. It's like, you know, all these things have happened collaboratively and simultaneously, whether we knew it or didn't know it. And yeah, Monto is really, uh, vibrant and it's got a great future. You really want to put it on the map? Yeah. What's the passion for Monto? Because you say you really have a reinvigorated passion for the Monto community. What what do you think drives it? You said you're fourth generation, but it's more than that. Oh, God, that's a good question. Well, it's probably multiple reasons, really. I think, you know, as a teenager, I probably... It was a fun place to be um, in my... But, but, but then in my, you know, early 20s before 
becoming, you know, a parent in that phase of my life, I was probably a bit restless and I traveled, um, I've traveled quite a lot, but I probably didn't, didn't appreciate Monte so much, but having brought my children up here and it, I've come to realize part of, um, our, well, I think about our agricultural business and we've really worked hard. You know, I live 60 kilometers from town. So for a long time there, I was very centered here. And as my kids are growing up, I, I realized we've got to, our community for our ag businesses to be strong. Our communities have to be strong too, so that we have people and we have culture and connections it's, it can't be one without the other. And so that's, that's why I've extended my and sort of shifted my focus into the community. Um, and also to provide opportunities for kids and teenagers and young adults to, if we're wanting them to come and come home, work on our properties, then we've got to have really, you know, dynamic communities that they want to be a part of and feel like they can contribute. And also the history of the area. I mean, you mentioned that it, you're fourth generation here and it's had at times, I mean, I, I remember going to the old Monto pub and there were pictures of boxes there. It's, it's got a phenomenal history here that you're trying to record, hopefully in the future. Yeah, yeah I think about, you know, Pappy and Grammars, my great grandparents, and they took the train to Dalgangle Station at Eidsvold and then the horse and carriage on with two a baby and a toddler just going out into an unknown to a farm with nothing no infrastructure I think Pappy had built like a slab hut before grandma's got there with the with the two children but I think how courageous that is and they had confidence in themselves and in the place and I think it we we have to continue that even though it's changed so much and you know industries left and I but but we've got to really um focus on that and celebrate and honor I think all of the pioneers and people that that had the courage to make our community because it is pretty tough country out here I mean over the years you do seem to miss out on a lot of rain but you've reinvented agriculture out here and increased productivity but soil health and so a much more holistic approach to agriculture yeah we um it's been quite a journey it's been when we're from multi-generations we have um you know set mindsets of how to do farming and i think um my creative way of thinking has um, opened us up, opened our mind up to what else can we be doing? How can we actually um, stay living here and but but have more productive systems? Whether it's the soil and the pasture or the community, it, that's all part of it. Like it's the whole big big picture for me. Well, very good luck, and I, I look forward to listening to your podcast about Monto, um, Monto Memories, I'm going to call it, but you'll probably call it something else. Good luck with it, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for visiting. It's been so special. Hope you enjoyed our chat. Please subscribe to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie, and join me on the next adventure in The Happy Hacker Goes West. Mm-hmm.